So, I'm back here with you to do this. Um, It's really pretty important. I'm having my lemon ginger tea this morning. Um, To kind of keep a calm environment when explaining a lot of things to you. Because I'm even starting to dive in a conversation about yesterday's episode on love being conditional. And it's pretty important. And there is um, a caveat to this um, or a balanced perspective. It's more nuanced than really I thought yesterday when I made the episode. Because I think some history with people have been completely earned. So let's get into this here. Because... What about forgiveness and uh, making peace, you know, and and not being so conditional that you can't do that? And I think that's where our higher power, our spirituality is unconditional and it wants that. Like in our bodies, we can feel ourselves, our awareness, right? So if somebody gets back in touch with us or we get back in touch with somebody, whether it's um, a friend that you've been through a lot with or a family member, I think we go through a huge process of, but I just switched up my entire life to get away from them. I just switched up my entire life to have boundaries, to make sure that nobody can be out to get me or hurt me or anything like that. I've just understood my values um, are different than theirs or whatever it is. And this is absolutely if you are in this place. If you are not in this place, you can still wish somebody well and love them from a distance and not deal with them for now. Um, And sometimes we need that time and space away from people. And sometimes that is for life. If you realize somebody is just on a path that they are not going to choose to undo. But when it comes to this earned history with people where you have an earned history with them that's gone way back for years and... You can definitely put yourself in the present moment with them when they do lovingly kind of acknowledge you and get in touch with you. Um, And you do feel this sort of sense of surrender in your body. And I didn't get this deep in a three-minute TikTok, but what I did talk about is that you can definitely make peace with somebody, be present with them, enjoy the time that they are choosing to give you. Even if that means you're getting in touch with them, maybe they're getting in touch with you. And you're not giving up your values. You're not giving up or, you know, sacrificing your boundaries. You're not doing any of those things. You're becoming more at peace. You're healing. And you're even seeing where that person is growing on their own um, as time has passed, as space has you had your space away and things like that. You actually really send, you feel a sense of genuine happiness. And you may not ever want to put up with their shit again. You may, you know, hey, I would never put up with their shit again whatsoever. But I can at least say I can enjoy a nice conversation with them. I can I can enjoy a cup of coffee with them when that comes up. I can enjoy a phone conversation with them. I can feel energy when we get done, knowing that we had a good time together, whether it was virtual or in person. 
I can enjoy knowing that they're growing and moving on and in their own way. I can feel completely touched that they're telling me and sharing insights that they're moving on and things like this. And so, you know, we may delve deep into certain parts of love and insight together in this podcast. Um, and I told you however many episodes it takes to help you understand filtering and, and what you're willing to put up with, what you're not willing to put up with, conditionalities of different types of love. Because I really do believe there are like a billion types of love out there. They don't need to be labeled as such, but we can we can define and maybe make distinctions. And I think that's something I overlooked in yesterday's episode is maybe making distinctions. And I think it's okay to make some distinctions like... You might have a personality or not even a personality because I think we society has put personality on a pedestal too much and we try to make it molded into one box, right? <clears throat> but it's more based on you can have some traits that relate to the confidence of being alpha. You can have some traits that relate to the interactions that come with beta. You can have some traits that relate to being sigma. You can have some traits that relate to being INFPT. Um, you can have some traits that relate to being um, from having a cancer horoscope sign. You can have all kinds of different traits and take all these different things. I've even been guilty of kind of dogmatic kind of going dogmatic on the spiral and kind of like overusing the spiral in spiral dynamics as a way of psychologically analyzing a lot of insights. Um, with those of you that don't use the spiral or don't, maybe you know about it, but you don't fully use it as much. I've been overly dogmatic about being very, very picky in particular about like don't even allow yourself to be in spiritual community or churchy kind of environments because they might be really toxic. And while those can be true and, and most of the time you find older ways of thinking that are toxic, but there could be something new out there in the horizon for that's positive for our child um, and things like that. That is also, you know, let's face it, a lot of these high-end quality things that we've done, like yoga and things we've wanted to really do, are very expensive. Um, like health and wellness can be pretty lucrative and can, uh, you know, people can make a lot of money from it. But it, to, to its own demise, that's one thing that the church has over these things, is that there's community gaps that it can fill if a church chooses to, not all churches want to be a part of like trying to help the community fully or they think they're doing it in a certain way and they're not filling all gaps or whatever it is. Um, or maybe they can only do certain things or they maybe choose to just be a service and that's about it. And then you walk out, you know, whatever it is. Um, but what I can say is that at least what they provide through fellowship and, you know, there's gay affirming churches, there's multi-spiritual, multi-religious churches that really believe in community and free-spirited ways of living and things like that and believe Jesus to be the multi-spirited 
um, open spirit that he is that we are meant to understand him as that we don't always understand him as. And so because it's been so misinterpreted and so misused in a power trip and things like this. Um, but I'll tell you, churches have it when it comes to like, they don't really charge for gathering together. They're not going to charge for, they might take donations and there might be some things that cost a little bit of money. They might charge for some events at times or some things at those events. They might be trying to sell food or books and that's understandable and respected for sure, but they're not going to initially charge for gatherings on a regular basis and they're not going to charge you for their time um, and things like that. And if anything, they do tend to have these communities. Um, these They fill these gaps in a lot of ways that we've talked about working with homelessness and trying to, you know, eradicate that. A lot of, you know, most of our life is because churches have multiple churches. I, I wouldn't even say it's one church have come together and put together this homeless housing program for our families and that need housing. You know, so um, even making peace with that or some kind of entity that has wronged you, maybe for you it is, well, I had a bad experience with yoga or meditation and I can't enjoy the benefits anymore because maybe somebody ripped me off. But you'll find a lot of free guided ones. Maybe you'll find some in-person donation-based ones that are not completely out for your money. Or you'll find ones that are included with the gym. We cannot do something like the gym because it's not very affordable. Even with my health and wellness medical program that I'm in, I'm very blessed. I get a lot out of that program already, so it's not too much of a deal-breaker. Sure, it's disappointing, but it's not too much of a deal-breaker, but... You know, I can talk so much to you about people and finding peace and what that looks like. Sometimes finding peace with somebody means you're not talking because you wouldn't really know, you wouldn't really agree with them as much and you don't want to lie to them. But you know that it would constantly have to be that you're lying to them in order to talk to them. Whereas you can love them from a distance and wish them well. And that could mean the same for, oh, I hope that churches tend to grow. I just don't want to do it right now. It's not something I need. Cool. Um, or I hope that meditation centers and yoga centers find a way to become more affordable. It's just not something I need. Cool. Um, some of this stuff is very much done virtually and in, in your own kind of community that you either join or build or both. You're kind of doing both in a hybrid sense even, both virtual and in person. But making peace with people and entities in this way, maybe it's the school system, well, I don't even want my kid going to school because I sucked at school or I never got anything out of school. So I'm going to do homeschool for a while. Cool. And then it's like, but I see the benefits outweigh the things I went through and maybe schools have gotten better and grown. And I can now be happy for the benefits that my child can receive and I can put my child into school and take it with a grain of salt and teach them to take it with a grain of salt either way and just you know enjoy the benefits of being young and everything else cool um or maybe you decide that you never do that you just keep them in homeschool and you find a way to make it work and you find social things for them to do and that works for you as a family and the flexibility excuse me the flexibility and involvement that you get is more important cool or you just decide to do school and raise your kids a little bit differently than you were raised perhaps and and just do school and, and treat it a little differently and, and maybe they end up doing 
better than you did in school. Cool. Or maybe there's somebody completely churchy and you are completely anti-church. That's cool too. But everybody has, this is what really love can look like, but it's more about acceptance. It's not an emotion. Sometimes, oftentimes it's a choice of letting go of the emotion that gets really tight within you. And you do feel a sense of surrender and calm when you can do this and when you're capable of doing this. When I talked about and I mentioned things like abuse, a lot of it has to do with parental things that maybe our parents had done. Maybe they grew up wrong and they've done things that they took from their other, for their parents. And it's a generational trauma that we need to forgive and realize like our parents were not intentionally being abusive. There's been a lot of talk in our communities about coming to terms with that, coming to peace with that, forgiving that even. Um, but again, it does not mean that because you forgave somebody of something that they knew better, they didn't know any better of. It does not mean by any means that they are um, exempt from your boundaries or exempt from your values. It doesn't mean that you would put up with their shit. It doesn't mean you even have to live with them. But it means you can love them for what they did do for you, especially if they didn't, you know, walk away and things like that and they're here or they came back into your life or they've been a guardian to you even if they've not, they're not officially your parent. Um, they've kind of taken you under their wing and taken a lot of extra attention with you and things like that. Um, and just know that whatever they did was wrong and you don't have to do that or endure that as an adult or raise your own um, kids or families or treat your friends or any of that that way or any anybody that way that maybe they did, but just knowing that they just didn't know any better. We didn't have all this education. So I think a lot of us as millennials even are coming to terms. Like older millennials even, or even millennials that are like mid-millennials. Um, I would say not even specifically older, but even mid-millennials that are kind of not so young, that they're almost Gen Z and not so much older that they're Gen X or any of that, um, which is more mid-range between two generations. So that is uh, how this works, if you really can do this with a grain of salt and not take your own feelings too seriously, but feel into your intuition. There is a difference between feelings and intuition that will definitely be worth an episode at some point. And instinct. And if you think of intuition as more instinctual than touchy-feely, emotional, then you can really leverage your intuition in this way and understanding. So... Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your life. Take care of each other. And uh, let's stay connected.